Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts Podcast, Episode 70. It's time again for that other text episode. The following is the recitation of the daily blessing on the Torah, aka Berchat HaTorah. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this core blessing. Baruch Ata Adonai. Eloheinu Melech Haolam. Asher Kidshanu Bemitzvotav Vitzivanu. La Asok Bidivrei Torah. Vehaarev Na Adonai Eloheinu. Et Divrei Toratcha Befinu. Ubefi Amcha Beit Yisrael Bnia Anachnu Vitzetzainu Vitzetzai Amcha Beit Yisrael Kulanu Yodei Shemecha Velomdei Toratacha Lishma Baruch Ata Adonai Hamilamed Torah Laamo Yisrael Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Haamim Vinatan Lanu Et Torato Baruch Ata Adonai Notain Hatorah Yivarechacha Adonai Vishmerecha Yair Adonai Panav Elecha Vichunecha Yisa Adonai Hanav Elecha Vyasem Lecha Shalom Elu Devarim Shein Lahem Shiur Hapea Vahabikurim Vaharayon Ugmilut Hasadim Vitalmud Torah Elu Divarim Shadam Ochel Perotehem Vaolam Hazeh Vahakaren Kayemet Lo Laolam Haba Vaelu Hain Kibud Av Vaim Ugmilut Hasadim Vahashkamat Beit Hamidrash Shacharit Vearvit Vahachnasat Orchim Uvikur Holim Vahachnasat Kala Ulvat Hamit Viyun Tfila Vahavaat Shalom 
bain adam lechavero vitalmud Torah keneged kulam. Birkat Torah, aka the blessing on the Torah, is considered to be the only other blessing that is commanded directly from the Torah, aside from the blessing of Birkat Hamazon, aka grace after meals. First, a few practical points regarding this blessing. The obligation is learned out from the passage in Parshat Hazinu in Deuteronomy 32.3, Kishem Hashem Ekra Havu Godel Eloheinu, when I call out the name of God, ascribe greatness to our God. Talmud Brachot 21a goes into great detail about how this verse teaches us that one is obligated to recite a blessing before studying Torah. And you can see there the development and rationale behind the three main brachot that we say. The three main blessings that you heard recited before this commentary were one, who sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to occupy ourselves with the words of the Torah. Two, and please, O Lord our God, make pleasant the words of your Torah in our mouths and the mouths of all your people, the children of Israel, so that we and our children and our children's children will all know your name and study your Torah for its sake. Blessed are you, O Lord, who teaches Torah to his nation, Israel. And then three, who chose us from all the nations and gave us his Torah. Blessed are you, O Lord, who gives the Torah. And then this is followed by three paragraphs of actual Torah study taken respectively from the Torah, uh, the written Torah itself, the Mishnah, a.k.a. the written oral Torah, and the Talmud, a.k.a. Gemara, which expands upon and elucidates the Mishnah. This ensures that these blessings on the performance of Torah study are connected to actual study to cover the individual in case they are unable to get to study Torah the rest of the day. There are a lot of laws that are discussed with when you should say this and who should say it and on what exactly it should be said that I encourage you to learn further on if you are so inclined. But ultimately, on a basic level, we hold that both men and women should say this before reading or talking or learning about any form of written or oral Torah, and if you fell asleep for the night, you should say a new blessing the next day. It's preferable to recite it with the other morning blessings during the Shacharit prayers and otherwise any time of the day, and the blessing before the Shema prayer, the Ahava Rabbah, can also count as having said it, should you need it to, with the caveat that Torah needs to be learned following it. Asher Bachar Banu is seen as the primary bracha and will be recited before the Torah reading when uh, called up to the Torah, a.k.a. when you're given an aliyah. And Asher Natan Lanu Torato is said at the conclusion of that aliyah. The Maharal explains that you should say this bracha even if you don't understand the Torah you are about to learn because it's possible one day that you will come to understand it. The Talmud teaches that you should recite this bracha with the right amount of kavana, intention, but also with simcha, with happiness and gratitude that Hashem chose us and gave us this holy vessel, the holy Torah, and the Torah is meant to be cherished and lived and to be learned. In the Talmud Bava Mitziah, 85a and b, it says, 
that the reason why the first holy temple was destroyed was because the Jews did not recite the blessing on the Torah. The Ran goes further to explain that people were not studying Torah for its own sake or for altruistic reasons, but rather for self-aggrandizement and a pure intellectual pursuit and not something gifted to us by God. I want to focus on this because I think herein lies a severely important takeaway that literally has the potential to affect the survival of our religion. In the last other text episode, we touched on getting rid of our chametz, our arrogance, and recognizing where things are actually coming from. Then at the same time, during these days where uh that we are counting the Omer from Pesach until we reach the holiday of Shavuot, Shavuot, a.k.a. Pentecost or Feast of Weeks, we are meant to learn and deeply introspect. And by the way, I recommend learning about the spheratic combinations if you are unfamiliar. Really beautiful ideas. But anyway, we're meant to deeply introspect on how we do have a hand in the actions we do and the relationships we make and what our part is in all of it. Judaism in of itself is a religion of obligation, and if understood in a certain way, can be very polarizing and be easily taken to extremes. There are those that determine that the covenantal faith does not necessarily include the obligations set forth, and yet they can still appreciate the Torah as mission-driven and implement its teachings into the world to do good nonetheless. Then you have those that hone in on the obligation and turn the study of Torah itself into the exclusive goal and get caught up in that intellectual pursuit end that they forget how to incorporate what they are learning and make it part of their everyday lives and the lives of others. That discussion in Baba Metziah about the cause of the destruction of the Holy Temple is there as a reminder that balance is needed. If we only arrogantly think that God gave us the Torah, and therefore it is our precious gift to delve into and study, etc., but we forget that we were given it for a purpose, that we were given it not just for the sake of learning, but for the sake of doing and impacting ourselves, our communities, and most of all, the world, to be that light unto the nations and show what the glory of Hashem truly looks like with that representation, then we are going to continue to be left without that point of real connection, without that holy temple. In fact, when we talk about learning Lishma, learning for the sake of learning itself, it's specifically not just for those intellectual pursuits, as the Ron pointed out. It's about the fact that you are learning it to create a relationship with Hashem. The same way if you love and care about your spouse, you will pursue and learn about the things that are important to them because you cherish and want to build a stronger bond in your relationship. At the same time, if we don't recognize that the Torah's systematic use of obligation actually aids in reaching emotional and physical and spiritual places that we would otherwise not be able to attain, then we are also losing out on a big part of the very purpose the Torah was created. 
I'd say more recently, the more I learn when I say this blessing, I get kind of a butterfly pit in my stomach. Excitement, I guess you can call it. I didn't even realize this was happening until I started learning about this bracha, which, by the way, to be honest, I wasn't as excited about as saying the bracha itself, ironically. But that's okay. I don't have to love everything I learn. But I recognize that what I am excited about is, sure, the depth of study that I'm capable of attaining and sure, the scope at which I can apply it to the world around me. But more than that, it's a recommitment to the pursuit of strengthening my relationship with Hashem, my relationship with everyone I interact with, and honing in on understanding the beauty and, of course, difficulties of why I am choosing to stick with this incredible gift. Every time I say this bracha, it's almost like a relief because I know that the more I busy myself with it, with the right guidance, the more clarity I can achieve. And I personally believe that clarity and connection are one of the greatest gifts we can have in this life we are given. May we all be able to easily feel the love of learning from the gift that is Torah, so that it will be, become something that we see as an obvious choice that we wish to continue to pursue for ourselves and our families. May we have the humility to appreciate all aspects to this covenant of faith, appreciating it for its own sake to the point where we can easily recommit ourselves and strengthen that bond that we have the potential for. And may we succeed in the mission given to us and ensure that we actively and positively impact the world around us. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is Le'ule Nishmat Gabriel Simcha Ben Benyamin, a baby whom the whole community mourns, as well as all the other souls who will not have the chance to learn from the Torah that we were gifted. Let these brachot that we say and the learning that we do in this episode continue to be in their merit. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nurseNisa1 N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining